be seated and in the midst of, you know, believing God for miracles and, you know, talking about provision and different things like that, it's really important that you know what the vision of Heart of the Bay is. And uh, we went to great lengths to present Vision Night in the month of November. And basically our vision can be summarized in three letters, R-H-M, that's reaching and healing and maturing. But in the area of reaching, I think that it's important for you to know that we reach out way beyond these walls. That what we do here is not about us. It's about the kingdom of God and kingdom expansion. And being a blessing in the world in which we live. You know, our Thanksgiving outreach, our backpack outreach, our Christmas for others are just small examples of some of the things that happen over the course of a year here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. So we really, really are trying to do our very best in God. Amen? Amen? Now this morning, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 8. And I want us to look at verse 31. I do believe that the junior high should be dismissed at this time. And... uh, In Romans chapter 8, the 31st verse, notice this with me. It says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It's like my spiritual father said, since God is for you, what difference does it make Who's against you? Since God is for you, what difference does it make what circumstance comes against you? And the Apostle Paul knew a lot about trouble. He knew a lot about affliction. And if you read the full context of Romans chapter 8, you will see some of these things that he faced. Therefore, he's saying... We need to say something. In other words, something needs to be said about these things that we are facing. Now, you and I face all sorts of things. Amen. But something should be said concerning these things. We should not be rehearsing these things and how bad these things are and how troubled we are by these things that have come against us. I mean, it is a given. You have things. I have things. We all have things that we deal with. So we do not want to amplify the things we're going through. We want to magnify the God who is for us and in us and with us in the midst of all these things. It's like David said, yeah, I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, all right. But guess what? I'm not afraid. And he says, as an act of my will, I'll not be afraid. He said, I will not fear. And then he says, what can man do unto me? Hallelujah. So Paul is saying, what shall then we say to these things? My God's for me. My God's in me. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. 
Amen. And so that is the mindset of a believer who has their thinking right. Those are the words that will enable you to come up out of situations. Now I have a forecast to prophesy and to declare over this ministry for the month of December. The forecast for December 2011 for the members, the friends, and the partners of Heart of the Bay Christian Center is fog. Not the kind of fog that disables you, but the kind of fog that enables you. Not the kind of fog that you can't see where you're going, but the favor of God in you, on you, all around you, enabling you to hear, to see, and to do the will and plan of God. I tell you, it got mighty foggy in that first service today. And I can see the fog rolling in. I can see the fog rolling in. Hallelujah. I'm forecasting the favor of God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for it? Turn with me over to Psalms 8. The book of Psalms, the eighth division of Psalms 8. And I want us to look at verses 3 through 6 of Psalms 8. When I consider the heavens. Man, just think about David where he was when he wrote this. He's there over in Israel and he's seeing something beautiful. He's looking up at the sky and he's seeing, wow. How many of you ever looked at a Bay Area sunrise or sunset or a California sunrise and sunset. How many of you have been to the ocean and you have seen the glory of the Lord? Brenda and I had the privilege of being in Israel several years ago and we were on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. I'm telling you what, we considered the creation of God and how beautiful and how wonderful and how gorgeous and how awesome our God is. Last summer when we spoke at Rama Samoa, we were able to take a day and go to the ocean. And when we looked over that cliff and we saw the beautiful waves crashing in on the shoreline and the sunshine and the beauty of God's creation, who could ever deny the existence of God? When I held my first baby, as I look and see a baby in your arms, John Thomas, in the month of September 1979. And as I was there in that hospital room in Minnesota and held him in my arms, there was an anointing that came upon me. It's hard to describe. And I looked at him. 
And I said, what a God we serve. What a God we serve. What is man that you are mindful of us? And the son of man that you visit us. You see, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There are no two fingerprints alike in the world. Hallelujah. So he said, verse 4, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him, verse 5, For you have made him just a little lower than Elohim. Really the word there, angels, is Elohim, which is God. And you have crowned him. You have crowned him. It's not the kind of crown that they do in the world. I'm going to crown you. No, we've been crowned. (laughs) You have crowned him with glory and with honor. Who's man that you are mindful of him? Wow. The word glory and honor, one of the synonyms for the word glory and honor is favor. For a period of time, man lost his crown through Adam's transgression. But King Jesus came to this earth, was born of a vision, and got the crown back. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Then he rose from the dead. And he placed his crown of redemption, his crown of honor, his crown of glory, his crown of favor on you. I see a crown on your head today. Crowned. So number one, we see then that we have his favor on us. Say this with me. The favor of God. Is on, me. is on me. Now, go over to another verse. Go over to Psalms 5, verse 12. Psalms 5, verse 12. And we need to do a study sometime on, on grace and favor because those specific words are used interchangeably throughout the Word of God, grace and favor. Favor means preferential treatment. It means kindness. We serve a God who is disposed to show favors. In other words, He stoops as an act of kindness to mankind. Preferential treatment. Now notice with me in Psalm 12, it says, For thou, Lord, you will bless the righteous. That's good news right there. But He says, Now, with favor... You will compass him as with a shield. The Amplified says you will surround those that are in right standing with God with favor as with a shield. So we see that we've been crowned with favor. It's on us. But now we see that we're surrounded with favor. 
We're surrounded with grace. We're surrounded with glory. And the word shield denotes that this favor has a preservative element to it. The favor of God preserves you, protects you, crowns you, enables you to live safe in an unsafe world. Come on, somebody. Read verse 12 with me in the Amplified. Ready to read. Go ahead. For you, O Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous, him who is in right standing and right standing with you, as with a shield you surround him with goodwill, pleasure, fog. Fog. Favor of God. All around. Favor of God will be in abundance. The favor of God. Now look at Job chapter 10 verse 12. Here's that word grant. Job chapter 10 verse 12 says, You have granted me life and favor and your visitation has preserved my spirit. So we see here that the word grant there means bestowed. And so we understand that favor then has been freely given by God to his people. It's on us, it surrounds us, and it's been granted to us. You know, it's very... Very, very uh, important that we don't take such subjects for granted. And the reason why is this, is that faith cometh by hearing. If faith can cometh, faith can goeth. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith for healing comes by healing, hearing healing scriptures. Faith for salvation comes by hearing salvation scriptures. Faith for protection comes by hearing protection scriptures. But faith for favor also comes by hearing. This world that you and I live in is not designed to cause you (laughs) to win. About the time you get a raise, the cost of living goes up. You thought that your education from Harvard or Stanford or wherever you went, you thought that your education was going to be the key to life. Now, I believe in education, but there are thousands of Harvard and Yale and Stanford and USC graduates today without jobs. And I believe in positioning ourselves and training our minds to the degree that we are ready, hallelujah, when those doors open up. But you do not obtain Favor from a college degree. 
You do not obtain favor because you grew up in a certain area. Favor don't come to man because of who man is. Favor comes from God because of who God is. And I can show you person after person after person after person who has fed their faith on the favor of God and they might only have a GED. But I tell you what, in the kingdom of God they have advanced and God has promoted them and they have their own businesses and they're blessed coming in and blessed going out. But faith comes by hearing. Well, Pastor Mark, you preached on favor a couple years ago. Well, Pastor Tom preached on faith last year. The point is not when it was preached. The point is, did you hear it? Did you get it? And did you do it? But not only that, it's very easy for these things to slip. It really is. I mean, many of you have been to wonderful conventions, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, a gospel convention with T.D. Jakes or the Southwest Believers Convention or Brother Hagen's camp meeting or even in Detroit going to Bishop Butler's convention. We've all been to good conventions. We've all seen awesome television, right? It's wonderful. It's good. But we don't live on the experience of a convention. Because have you noticed that once the convention is over, it's easy to allow these things to slip? I mean, it's like we're riding way, way up here and way, way high, but then life comes down and tries to beat us up and beat us down. That's why it's important that you get into the Word for yourself. That you, I'm thanking God that brother so-and-so has a revelation on this. But I desire a deeper, greater revelation of it myself. So what we're simply doing all month long is we are going to give you scripture after scripture after scripture. After We're going to pound it in. We're going to feed your faith so strong in the fog of God that, oh, hallelujah, you'll leave this place expecting the favor of God to show up in everything you do in every place you go. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Turn over to Psalms 30. And we'll look at verses uh, 5. And I want to look at this in the Amplified Version. You getting anything out of it yet? I sense that faith for the favor of God is arising here. Faith for the favor of God is arising here. In Psalm 30, verse 5. For His anger is but for a moment. Can you say thank God? But his favor now isn't just for a moment. 
What is this saying? We should not just have experiences of favor now and then. But this favor ought to be happening 24-7. So he said, his anger is but for a moment. But oh, thank God, his favor is for a lifetime. You could call this message a lifetime of favor. A lifetime of fog. Hallelujah! His favor is for a lifetime. From the moment you said Jesus is Lord to the moment your spirit slips out of your body, the favor of God is on you, in you, and surrounding you. Woo! Glory! We could say it this way, God has got your back. I remember out playing basketball full court when I was about 58 years old with a bunch of 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. And the guy never guarded me before, and I just smiled at him as I put in a three-pointer. He looked at his friend and said, he smiled at me and did that. But then the game got a little rough, and I thought to myself, oh, man, I... I I better not get into that, you know, because you get under the boards and you, you know, you start mixing it up and those competitive juices kicked in that you had when you were 16, but you got a 58-year-old body. You know. And it got a little testy there for a moment. And one of the guys said to me, he says, don't worry, I got your back. In other words, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You're covered. In our Heavenly Father. (laughs) Because life gets a little testy sometimes. How many of under the boards? There's some elbows. There's some things that come our way. But God says, don't worry, son. Don't worry, daughter. I got your back. I got your back. I, I got your back. Now, that's scriptural. Yes, it, is. it is scriptural. Yeah. Because His glory yeah. is not just for in front of us and upon us. But the Bible says, I believe it's Isaiah 58, that the glory of the Lord shall be your re-reward. Yeah. Or the glory of the Lord shall cover you in the things you can't see behind you. See, the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But God has planted his glory in you, on you, and as a rear regard to have your back. So therefore, no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper because the God of glory and the God of favor lives in you. Say it with me, the glory of the Lord is my rear reward. I believe that means in the Hebrew, he's got your back. (laughs) He's got your back. You can't always in life see what's behind you. And we're not to live too far in the future. But we're to trust the Lord every day of our life by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. But there are things in life sometimes that try to come upon us and overtake us. 
But I believe what the Holy Spirit is saying. My glory, my favor, and my grace is on you, in you, behind you. And you will be overtaken by the presence of God. Amen. Amen. So in Psalm 30, verse 12, again in the Amplified, it says, His favor, it is for a lifetime. It's for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but what's coming in the morning? Yeah, you might have had some tough times this year. But you know what? The year ain't out yet. It might be a midnight hour experience for you, but I got a good word for you. By the grace of God and by the fog of God, joy is coming in the morning. You see... The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it is the season, not just naturally, but it is the season for the church to be jolly. It is the day, it is the season of His favor. The set time has Come, bless God. Tis the season to be jolly. Being interpreted, tis the season to be full of joy. I've got a question to ask you today. Something that Keith Hershey just put out in his newsletter on his podcast. Are you a jolly believer? In other words, what is it in your life that is causing you to lose your joy? God is saying, arise and let the favor of God come upon you. And even though you've lost your joy in days past, it's time and a season to rejoice. It's time to rejoice. That means joy might have been missing for a while, but when you read something, you do it over again. You rejoice. Some of you need to repent. I just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) Amen. You know, if the shoe fits it on, put it on. When you think about the word pent, the word pent has denotes the thought of penthouse, right? So in God, when you're walking in the Spirit and walking in His ways, glory to God, the sky is the limit. So we could say that we're living in the penthouse. But when we sin and when we miss it and when we refuse to walk in the light that we have, we go from the penthouse to the basement. But the good news is this. God's got an elevator. I said, God's got an elevator. And even though you've been down in the dungeon for a while, push the penthouse floor and get on the elevator and let it take you back up to the penthouse. It's called repentance. You could meddle a while, but that's not what we're going to do. Turn quickly over to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis, the 12th chapter. Stay in the fog. Amen. Now, 
think with me just for a moment all the times that uh, the Word of God talks about favor, especially in some of the Old Covenant patriarchs. How many of you know a guy by the name of Joseph? Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. But you can't keep a man of favor down. And what his brother meant for evil actually ended up turning about for good because there was a time then when Joseph went from the pit to being at the right hand of the prime minister of Egypt. Oh, come on. And he had a dream and he told the Pharaoh exactly what he should do about the crops and about the animals so that there could be a preservative in the land. And so people would come from near and far and they would have to go and they would have to try to get crops and animals and all those things. And Joseph was in charge of it because Joseph had favor. Joseph had favor with the keeper of the prison. Favor cannot be kept down. Your employer can't keep you down. When the favor of God is on you, it don't matter what man say. It don't matter what man do. What matters is what's in the mind of God. And in the mind of God is to promote you. So one day they came over to Egypt, Joseph's brothers. They had no idea that it was Joseph that was in charge of all this. But there was a time where it was revealed and Joseph's fathers came. His name was Jacob. You're a Sunday school girl. You ought to know that. And all of a sudden it was revealed that it was Joseph. And man, they were nervous. They were upset because they knew what they had done to Joe. But Joe says, hey, no sweat, guys. You meant this for evil. But the plan of God and the fabric of God went all the way through this. And now we've come to this time right here and right now so that you and my family could be preserved. Favor for a lifetime. Oh, I hear it in my spirit. Favor for an entire family. Favor from generations to come. Favor not only in this time, but favor in the future of your loved ones. Oh. So it does matter what we do with this fog. It does matter that we get a revelation of it. And it does matter that even in the toughest of the toughest of times, we don't let go. That we always stay on God's side and know that God is forever good and that even in the midst of, oh, shalabasata, even in the midst of a bad situation, even though we can't always see God, we know that God is right there. He's for us and he'll take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. Can I hear some praise, not for me, but for God in the house of God? I want to run. I want to shout. Oh, I want to proclaim it from the housetops. God is good. 
And I know what I do with my life. I know that how I conduct myself in my morals, in my words, I know that it carries great weight. Not only for my family, but for future generations in this church. Think about it, saints. How you live and how you conduct yourself and how you operate in the favor of God can affect your family just like it did Joseph's family. To where when there's famine in the land, you'll not experience it. To when there's recession here and recession there, you won't have to go down because you're living in the fog. You're living in the favor of God. Raise both hands with me right now and say, Heavenly Father, by your grace, by faith, I am living in the favor of God. Can you handle just a little bit more? I'll take it by the uplifted hands that that's a yes. Let's just keep pounding this in. What about Noah? Favor is a theme throughout the whole Bible. What about Noah? The Bible says that Noah found grace or being interpreted favor. He found grace and favor in the sight of God. God knew that there was a flood coming. Come on. God knew that there was a recession coming. See, God not only declares the end from the beginning, but He sees the end from the beginning, and He sees everywhere in between. And if you get close enough to Him, He'll show you things to come. He'll show you pitfalls to avoid. And so, one day, He said, Knock, knock, Noah! Here's what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark. And I want you to build this ark out of gopher wood. And he gave him specific instructions on how to build the ark, what to put in the ark. Don't think Evan Almighty when you're thinking of this. (laughs) Evan Almighty didn't really happen. But this really happened. And think about it. Everybody in that day was out doing their own thing. No, they didn't have clubs and no, they weren't doing the funky chicken, but there was some serious <laughs> sinning going on in those days. There were things that went on in those days that if your hair was curly, it would straighten it out. If I told you, if it was straight, it would curl it. People think, well, it's just worse now than it's ever been. That may be so, but it was mighty bad back then. So it grieved God. So he said, okay, let's build an ark. Because Noah found grace. He found favor. Gave him the exact instructions. And then a flood came. But because of the fog of God, Noah and his household were surrounded with favor. And when the flood came, the favor of God lifted them. It lifted that boat, that ship. It preserved them. 
And it kept them safe in the midst of a flood that annihilated most of the human race. Come on, somebody. There are two types of flood that are coming. Saying this by the Spirit. There is a flood of the manifestation of my favor, of my glory, of my goodness, of my miracles coming to this earth. But there's also another flood. And it's a flood of judgment. But before the flood of judgment comes, we are in a great season of fog. Are you listening to me? We are in a great season of mercy, if you will. And so it behooves you and it behooves me not to frustrate the grace of God. Not to frustrate the favor of God. Because the favor of God and the grace of God will not be frustrated. These are not the days nor are they the hours to play church. This is not the day and this is not the hour in this season of fog to have one world in the Word and one, one foot in the Word and one foot in the world. But oh, I sense the Spirit saying, for those that will build an ark, not out of wood, but out of my word. Not out of just hearing the word, but doing the word. So shall they be lifted and they shall be safe and engulfed with the favor of God. And that which is coming upon the earth won't touch you. Though a thousand may fall by my side. And though 10,000 may fall here and there, it's not going to come near me. Amen. So how serious then should we be about our father's business? How serious should we be about seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, very serious. Because as Noah found grace in the eyes of God, so shall you found grace and favor in the eyes of God. And that which is in and on the world won't penetrate you. I don't know about you, but I'll receive that. I will receive that. And that's not just for, your, for a future time. That's for your daily life. You see, this favor is for a lifetime. This favor is 24-7. You don't know how many times God's protected you. You don't know how many times God has kept you from an accident. You don't know how many times that you've just had an unction from the Holy Spirit not to go a certain way and you went another way and God brought you through. You don't know how many times God has protected you from people with wrong motives. Boy, we could preach on that. 
the favor of God. Amen. Everyone say the fog of God. The favor of God is getting thick in here. <laughs> Woo. Lord, help me to wind this up here. I can't wait for the full manifestation of this month. Because we're going to be in the fog all month long. Let's just raise our hands and thank Him right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. All right, I see it, Lord. Thank you. Let's look over at Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Now, I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. That grace and favor are used interchangeably. Amen? Amen. And when you see the word grace, you could use the word favor. Now, it's awesome to have favor, but I believe that favor can be by degrees. I've never said that before. What I, I believe the Spirit is trying to say that you can have more favor today than you did yesterday. And that you can have more favor tomorrow than you did today. Wow. Now, let me just, let me just quote something to you. We don't need to look at the Scripture. But in... Uh, 2 Peter 3, verse 18, Peter's writing this epistle. And he ends up the epistle and he says, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when he says grow in grace, he's basically saying grow in favor, grow in fog. My prayer for you this winter is that the fog get greater in your life. So he says, grow in grace. He also said in, I think it's 2 Peter 1, 2, he says, grace and peace will be multiplied to you. So favor and grace then can be multiplied in our lives. Amen? Is anyone interested in some multiplication of God's grace? Is anyone interested in more grace? Now I want you to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And this points out a very important point. Read it with me, please. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God. Favor with who? God and who? God and man. So we see that Jesus increased... In the favor with God and with man. If he could increase, you can increase. If he needed to increase, (laughs) guess what? How much more do you need to increase? In favor with God and with man. Now look at John chapter 1, verse 14 through 16 in the Amplified Version. 
Favor with God and man. Everyone say it. Favor Favor. with God God. and man. I have never seen a person in my life like my wife that has favor. She has shopping mall favor. She will pull up to the New Park Mall or Southland or wherever she's at, and the favor mobile will make a way where there ain't no way. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. And our kids used to mock her for it. You know, kids can be kind of haughty sometimes. Think they know more than mom and dad. It's amazing when they get up to be about 30 years old, how much mom and dad, you know, are learning. But recently she's down in Southern California and there was a parking spot that opened up just right for him. John said, Mom, believe her favor, believe her favor. Parked right in front of the place. (laughs) Expect God's favor to show up in the most minute areas. I've seen this lady go into the mall and do some shopping. And then figured out, well, it's 50% off, but bing, it's another 20% off. <laughs> Let me ask you, what is that, ladies and gentlemen? Favor. What is that? Favor. That's the favor of God. Get used to identifying favor when it happens in your life. And if you want more favor, give God praise for the favor you've already seen. And you will position yourself to increase in the fog of God. John chapter 1 verse 14, amplified version. Thank you, Lord. John 1 14, amplified. And the Word became flesh and tabernacled, fixed His tent of flesh, lived a while among us. And we actually saw His glory, His honor, His majesty, such glory as an only begotten Son receives from His Father. He was full of grace, full of favor, full of loving kindness, and full of truth. So we started this message out, and in winding this down, we saw that we're crowned with it. It's on us. We're surrounded with it. It's been bestowed to us. And Jesus was full of favor and truth. I have a question for you. Where does Jesus live? He lives in you. Therefore, you could say, I'm full of favor. I'm full of favor and truth. Now look at verse 16. Did you wear your shouting clothes? Look at verse 16 in the Amplified. It says, now out of His fullness, out of His abundance... We have all received, and we all had a share, and we're all supplied with one grace after another. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Woo, glory to God. Favor upon favor, layers of favor upon layers of favor, growing and increasing in the knowledge of God and in the favor of God. Stand up, everybody. Let's raise our hands toward heaven and let's make this declaration real strong. Say it with me. I have favor favor. bestowed bestowed upon me 
from my Father. The favor of the Lord is what I've been crowned with. The favor of the Lord surrounds me and protects me. And Jesus is full of favor and full of truth. And by the grace of God, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. And this day, I proclaim that in my life, I'm growing in grace. I'm growing in favor. It is being heaped upon me. Say it strong. Layer upon layer. Blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Come on, let's give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. Glory. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about declaration of and manifestation of the favor of God. Are you glad you came to church today?